he's going to end up getting smoked. I really do. Because they're going to be unable to hide him. And 82-year-old Joe Biden on the campaign trail is going to be a mess. Now, you have to keep in mind, this same party elected John Fetterman. So the same group that I was just talking about that's walking around wearing their masks, they're loony bin members. They would vote for Joe Biden if he were legitimately unable to speak because that's basically what they did for John Fetterman. So California is going to be all in for Biden. New York's going to be all in for Biden. But it's going to be fascinating after Joe Biden loses in 24. How in the world Democrats are going to avoid Kamala as their leading contender in 28? Because by every metric of, of, of the Democrat Party's identity politics mantra, it will be racist and sexist for Kamala not to be their pick. And yet they all know that Kamala Harris would get eviscerated in a campaign. Because that's the real story here of Biden running in 24. It's not just that he's the incumbent and he has all the, the aspects of incumbency that, that are advantages. It's that if she ran, it wouldn't even matter who Republicans were nominating. Kamala Harris would get slaughtered, and they know it. So Joe Biden's best political asset is actually, ironically, the fact that Kamala Harris is less popular than he is. And barring a having to check himself into the hospital because he had a serious health condition like happened with John Fetterman already, Democrats are going to try the weekend at Bernie's 2 political campaign with Joe Biden. And can you blame him? Weekend at Bernie's was a hit. Biden hung out in his Delaware basement. He did virtually nothing. And his goal, Joe Biden's goal, make no mistake about this, they're very clear, is basically not even to argue that he's done a good job. It's just to argue that Donald Trump is Hitler. That is Joe Biden's campaign all over again coming in 2024. And Kamala Harris is so bad, the Democrats are going to have to do it weekend at Bernie's 2 style. Buck back with me tomorrow. Thanks for hanging. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Ammo is expensive and in short supply. Did you know you can train without ammunition at your house using the Mantis X? All the best shooters do the majority of their training doing dry fire practice at home. The Mantis X firearms training system is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your firearm like a weapon light, and you can use it at home or at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. Mantis X is used by the U.S. military and special forces. It is military-grade technology at an affordable price. The Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you must also act on your Second Amendment responsibility to be competent in your shooting ability. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's Mantis, the letter X, dot com. The last couple of years have been bumpy for business owners. How about a break? If your business has five or more employees and managed to survive covid 
you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. This is not a loan. It's a refund of your taxes. The challenge, getting your hands on it. Go to GetRefunds.com. The team of tax attorneys they've put together are highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program and have already returned $1 billion to businesses. They can help you, too. They do all the work with no charges up front and share a percentage of the cash they get for you. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those who took PPP, nonprofits, and even those that had increases in sales. Go to GetRefunds.com. Click on Qualify Me and answer a few questions. This payroll tax refund is available for a limited amount of time. That's GetRefunds.com. GetRefunds.com. When the whole world seems to be in a state of confusion, Andy Vieira and Mark Thomas help you sort it out. Join the club weekday morning, 6 to 9 on AM 670 KMZQ. Talk radio done right. This is attorney Steve Demopoulos. On behalf of the firm, I would like to thank the community for voting us Best of Las Vegas, Best Injury Lawyer, and Best Trial Lawyer. Demopoulos Law is the firm you can trust. Visit us at LegalElite.com. It happened again, didn't it? That perfect moment you've been waiting for. But just when things are really heating up. Yes, erectile dysfunction. Are you feeling frustration? Inadequate failure, embarrassment. You really want a solution. There is a better, safer, organic treatment available. Call Las Vegas Aesthetics today for a free private consultation. 702-664-13. Live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa Studio. From the world-famous Las Vegas Strip. AM 670 KMCQ Las Vegas. Locally owned and operated by Kemp Broadcasting and Digital Outdoor. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. A suspect has been arrested in the killing of a Catholic bishop who was fatally shot over the weekend in Southern California. The person arrested in the killing of Bishop David O'Connell was found in his home with a gunshot wound, according to the Los Angeles Sheriff's Office. More details provided at a news conference at noon Pacific time. On a surprise trip to Ukraine, President Biden delivering remarks and met with President Zelensky at Mariansky Palace to announce an additional half-billion dollars in U.S. assistance and to reassure Ukraine of American and Allied support as the conflict continues. One prominent journalist predicts the president's decision to visit Ukraine may not go over well with residents of East Palestine, Ohio, still reeling from that recent train derailment. As someone who has spent the past four, I don't even know what day it is, four days, in um, East Palestine, uh, uh, I'm going to think that there's going to be a lot of people that's going to quibble with his decision to go there. Selena Zito is national political reporter with the Washington Examiner. She was interviewed on the Hugh Hewitt Show on the Salem Radio Network. Also at townhall.com, President Biden, among those sending well wishes to former President Jimmy Carter, who has entered hospice care. In a Twitter message, the president wrote, To our friends Jimmy and Rosalind and to their family, Jill and I are with you in prayer and send you our love. Mr. Biden went on to say, We admire you for the strength and humility you have shown in difficult times. May you continue your journey with grace and dignity, and God grant you peace. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton with that report. Wall Street is shuttered today, celebrating President's Day. Trading will resume Tuesday morning. 
More on these stories at townhall.com. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith, a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way to protect your retirement. I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you... If you owe back taxes to the IRS, you haven't filed your taxes in a while, or you have a lien against you or your business, there is hope. Hey, Kevin Wall here. Whether you've been audited or face any number of other tax issues, turn to my friends at New Hope Tax Defense. Don't lose any more sleep. New Hope Tax Defense has helped doctors, attorneys, and many others reduce their tax debt and get their business back on track. If you have any questions about how to report your cryptocurrency investments or your gambling wins or your employment tax, or any other tax question, call New Hope Tax Defense. New Hope is not a call center. When you call, you'll speak directly with one of their tax professionals right here in Las Vegas. They aim to resolve your issues, not put you on a payment plan that could take a lifetime to pay off. Call New Hope Tax Defense, 702-483-0220. That's 702-483-0220. Or check them out at newhopetaxdefense.com. Call right now, 702-483-0220. It's 12.04. This is your KMCQ News Flash. I'm Jim Dallas. Well, the Oakland A's must be really serious about moving to Las Vegas. The team has listed 11 lobbyists as active for the current session of the Nevada State Legislature. A's President Dave Caval is among them. The A's recently added a third site where they're considering building a $1 billion ballpark in Las Vegas. Word is that they're now seriously looking at the land on Flamingo Road, just west of the Strip, where the Rio Hotel Casino sits. Dreamscape Companies, the real estate firm that owns the Rio, has confirmed its interest in uh, being a part of that. Now, the Tropicana site on the South Strip is in play. Also, the Las Vegas Festival Grounds at Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard. Those are the three. Major League Baseball's Commissioner Rob Manfred says the A's have made Las Vegas the focus of their most recent efforts to build that new ballpark. Team officials were in town earlier this month to meet with resort owners from downtown and from the North Strip who came out in support of the A's moving to Las Vegas. KMZQ satellite weather. Expect windy conditions tomorrow, but beautiful today. Sunny and a high of 69 at 61 right now. KMZQ on-time traffic is powered by Meineke Car Care Centers. Right now, get a basic oil change for only $29.95. Meineke, doing car care right. Going to crash uh, eastbound Bonanza. That's at Lamb. Also, uh, watch for that congestion there on Interstate 15 southbound, beginning around Flamingo through the construction zone. And you're pretty slow all the way 
up to the stadium at Russell Road. Mr. President, it's time to get to work. Surely we both agree that the national debt is too high. Surely we both agree that inflation hurts American families. Surely we can trim waste and streamline programs to make them both stronger and more efficient. Congressional Republicans are ready to act, to save our country and to make America stronger. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Wall. Fun lovers and truth seekers, you have come to the right place. It is live and local. For a Monday, February 20th, brand new week, uh, new challenges, and of course, this is week three of the 82nd Nevada Legislature. Good to have you with us. Kevin Wall with you until 3 o'clock this afternoon. We're going we're gonna to have some fun. Uh, Wayne Allen Root, uh, 3 to 6 right here as well. Um, I am always excited uh, uh, to, to, to be broadcasting on Monday because there are all kinds of new stuff to talk about. Uh, we're going to get to that with Victor Jakes in just a couple of minutes. I do want to remind you, we do have tickets that we're going to be giving away. This is going to be so exciting. Jimmy Buffett live in concert at the MGM Grand Garden Arena on March 11th. Uh, the show is at 8 o'clock, and we've got tickets to give away today and all week long. So, be listening this week. Uh, maybe you'll score a pair of tickets to Jimmy Buffett live in concert. Uh, joining as he does every Monday, always even even on national holidays. This guy always works. Uh, he is Victor Jakes. Uh, he is the three time a week columnist for the Las Vegas Review Journal. And uh, Victor, first of all, thanks for joining us. Week three of the uh, Nevada Legislature, and I, I got to ask you, what has gone on in weeks one and two? Anything of substance yet? Well, the big news has been the uh, the education budget from uh, from Governor Lombardo. Um, you know, he wants to put another two billion dollars into uh, state education, and you know, the response has been, "Yeah, that's not enough." Which is <laughs> kind of incredible, uh, but totally totally expected. Um, you know, it basically you ask the education establishment, "Well, how much do you how much do you need?" And the answer is always more. And, and so it, it literally doesn't matter how much you give them. You know, you see this in places around the country where they're spending twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars per student, and things aren't going well. And they they say, "Well, we need more money." I mean, it's just it's it's basically a religious belief at this point. And so there's been, you know, Lombardo put forward this just almost unfathomable amount of money for K-12 education, and the the you know Democrats have, are out with a proposal pushing for more. The union wants even more than that, and. Um, that's where we are. Do we know where this $2 billion is going to go? I mean, what the programs are, whiz-bang programs like Read by Three and Zoom schools and Victory schools and things like that. Do we know where this money is going to go? It's going to be a combination. So some of the money is just going to go right to the districts to be used, um, you know, in theory as they want, but in reality, you know, subject to collective bargaining. And so you'll end up paying more for the same people who are doing the same thing. And some of the money will be restricted to two programs like were offered with Zoom and Victory. They they rejiggered things, and so it's, it's not Zoom or Victory schools, but the the dollars 
certain dollars can only be used for those types of programs. And so, you know, maybe that will do some good because you won't just be dumping money into a, you know, into a black pit or a bottomless pit, excuse me. Um, yeah, but I'm not very optimistic. Uh, what about recruitment and retention? Uh, I keep hearing numbers, and I can't believe I'm hearing it, uh, that there are folks that want to give the teachers 20% raises. 20%. That is astronomical. Is that is that uh, in line with what you're hearing? Yeah. I mean, the Nevada State Education Association has their big, you know, 20%, basically a push for 20% raises. Um, but, the, you know, the problem is they say, oh, this will, this will fix our teacher shortage. You know, we, we, we basically just tried this less than a year ago. The Clark County School District raised starting wages by something like 16% from, I think, 42 or $43,000 to $50,000. And they started the year with, you know, 1,400, 1,500 vacancies. You know, so it's, it's not a, it's not a, a, a issue that you can solve with money because if, if it was, we would have already solved it. In fact, we would have solved it in 2016 when they also boost starting wages by something like 20%. Um, and you know that that year they saw a little decrease, and then they went right back to having continual shortages. My my personal opinion is that it's a retention issue, um, that the district's doing a fine job of hiring people. It's just that they can't retain them, and you know I think there are lots of reasons for that. But one of the biggest I think is school violence. I mean, look, if you're going to a school and you're worried about, you know, am I going to be punched in the face? Am I spending more time breaking up fights than actually teaching? Uh, it's going to be very hard to keep those people uh, employed no matter what you pay them. Victor, that brings us to to an issue that you tweeted out about late last week, and that is a uh, 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 video uh, of an encounter, uh, a policeman uh, versus uh, a student, and it's it's become kind of a, a – it's been a cause of contention for a lot of parents uh, looking at this. You looked at the videotape, and – did did the officer do anything wrong? And and in fact, why don't you give us the backstory if you can? Yeah, absolutely. Outside Durango High School, about ten days ago, um, they got the police. The CCSD police said they were investigating the report of a firearm on campus or near campus. Uh, and so the video picks up um, with officers, two officers, handcuffing a, a student, and they're surrounded by students, and the students are videotaping. Uh, and for some reason, one of the students, you know, the, uh, one of the officers turns his attention to this student. Uh, and we can't hear what's being, you know, we don't really know why he turned his attention to the student. So, um, you know, you can't say that he was right or he was wrong um, because we just don't know. At least I haven't seen anything uh, definitive about why he turns his attention to the student. But he approaches the student. The student backs up. Um, the officer basically turns the student into a nearby fence. Uh, and then the student turns to walk away from the officer. And, you know, just rule of thumb. <laughs> if a police officer is pushing you up against the fence, you don't walk away, you don't run away, you don't skip away, you don't, you just, you, you know, if he's going to arrest you, you, get, you arrest him, and if something goes wrong, you sue him on, on, the, on, the, on the end of it. Um, but as the student walks away, the officer turns the student toward him, uh, and either, you know, it, it's not clear from the video, in my opinion, if the student just trips uh, or stumbles or if he's dropping to the ground or if the officer is just going to bring him to the ground because he, he you know, seems to be resisting arrest. But assume this, the officer tackles him, okay? So let, let's just assume the officer tackles him. The officer brings him to the ground, 
Um, you know, it's been said, oh, he slammed him into the ground. He did not slam him into the ground. The officer, the, the student takes like two or three stumbling steps before he gets to the ground. The officer keeps the student's head up. Um, you know, you know, he doesn't just let him collapse to the ground and hit his head because his hands are behind his back. You know, as he comes to the ground, he keeps his, his hands around his neck. Uh, and then at the very end, he twists him uh, a little bit so he's got better access to his, his back, which is, you know, if you're going to arrest someone, that's what you're going to do. And they're on the ground. You're going to get on their back, put their hands behind their back. You're going to put your knee on their back. Uh, and that's what the officer does. And this is this is the great supposed controversy. And, and really all it is is it's an opportunity to, to advance the narrative the left prefers because the officer appears white and the student appears black. And so, um, you know, the left knows, oh, well, this is racism. You know, <laughs> this is this is an example of the police out of control because it's all based on, on the race of the people involved, not on the actions of, of anyone um, involved in the situation. So I, I think this has been incredibly overblown. I, I don't think there's anything to be concerned about in terms of what the officer did. Um, as I said, I don't think we know why the officer approached the student. Uh, and so, you know, if they're going to investigate that, fine, investigate that. But to think that this was like some, you know, Tyree Nichols situation with the arrest is, is just. Um, who is doing Well, I'm assuming there is an investigation into all of this. And they're looking at not just the body cam footage, but but uh, students with their phones and their video. Um, who's doing the investigation and uh, getting back to the original, the original reason for the cops being called, uh, did they ever find a weapon? I don't know if they did. Um, the, I think the CCSD are doing the investigation. Um, you know, I'm assuming that's something that the, the school police department will handle internally. But you know, what's concerning is that Jara has, you know, basically from the jump. Um, come out and just made noises that he is going to just throw police under the bus. You know, they, they talked about, oh, we're reviewing all our use of force policies and procedures. And it's like, if you can't, if you can't do this, like you don't have a use of force policy. Your use of force policy is to never use force. Uh, I mean, this is like, there's they're just, people have this idea, I think that, oh, everything should look pretty and smooth. And that that's not how arresting someone works. Like if you, resist arrest like there's no easy way to arrest someone who's resisting arrest like it's not going to look pretty it's not going to look happy like it is a force on force issue and the police officer's job is to be the dominant force uh and that involves things like getting on top of someone's back with your knee so you can control them so you you can keep them keep them in place like that is how policing works uh and so if you're going to go and you're going to say oh we need to change the use of force policies you don't have use of force policies. You're just telling police officers, you put your hand on a kid and there's a video or the races are wrong and you're getting fired. Like you're worth throwing you under the bus. And that is a really dangerous spot to be in a school district filled with student on student violence, student on teacher violence uh, to go in and, and basically make noises like you're going to handcuff the police uh, is going to lead, in my opinion, to a dramatic increase uh, in student caused violence. Again, Victor Jenks joining us, the three-time-a-week columnist for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Who makes the rules for a use of force? I mean, is that something that the, the Board of Trustees will get into, or is that something that Metro will determine, or I don't know, who? I, that's a good question. I don't know if it would be a, if it would be a board-level decision. You know, usually the entity with the police department will make those decisions, you know, Henderson. 
was revising their use of force policy or thinking about revising it and so the, the you know the city was was going to be the ones doing it so the, it's the district's policy uh, and i'm not sure if it would need to be approved by the by the board or not but certainly you know dr jar would have a significant amount of influence uh in in whatever that policy comes up in uh, coming up, we're going to talk about presidential politics uh, and uh, politics in general. We'll do that more coming up. Victor Jake's joining us, three-time-a-week columnist for the Las Vegas Review-Journal as we continue on AM670 KMZQ. The Revolution is being broadcast. Wayne Allen Root, this afternoon, 3 to 6, on AM 670 KMZQ. Talk radio, done right. Hey friends, it's Patrick Casal, the Multicare Group. With the difficulty in finding quality employees to ensure your business thrives, I have a solution for you. Offer employee benefits. Benefits are 100% tax deductible to the employer, income tax-free to the employees and dependents, can be used nationally, and are far more robust than any other individual plan being offered. The Multicare Group can help you obtain affordable quality health benefits. We have access to association health plans that offer multiple options, attractive rates for you and your employees, with national access and the finest hospitals and physicians in the United United States. Call the Multicare Group today for your no-obligation quote, 702-396-9449. We have access to all the carriers that offer health insurance, dental coverage, vision care, group life and disability insurance. Allow our relationships to guarantee you the most competitive rates. The Multicare Group can provide you with all these services, plus we can offer payroll services at the most competitive rates, along with the best workers' compensation programs available in the country. Call Patrick Casal of the Multicare Group today, 702-396-9449. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At 4 in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full-time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veterans guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. 
In Nevada, anything that goes into the storm drain goes directly to our local waterways, which can pollute Nevada's lakes and rivers. Nevada is the driest state in the nation, and we must work together to preserve our limited water resources for future generations of Nevadans. Here's some waterway wisdom so you can help do your part. Scoop your dog's poop, bag it, and discard it. Clean up yard waste and grass clippings. Wash your car at a car wash or on grass or gravel. Apply pesticides and fertilizers sparingly in your yard. Safely dispose of household chemicals. Clean up leaks and spills. And don't litter. Secure trash in bins. Keep contaminants out of our storm drains. Use waterway wisdom. And remember, only rain should go into the storm drain. Join us in preserving Nevada's waters for future generations by visiting loveenvwaters.com and following us on social media. This message funded by a grant through the Nevada Department of Transportation aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcaster Association and this station. What happens in Las Vegas gets talked about on Live and Local with Kevin Wall. Now, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 670 KMCQ. Talk radio done right. Sometime before 3 o'clock... I got a pair of tickets to give away to see Jimmy Buffett live in concert at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. And that's coming up on March 11th. It's a Saturday. Uh, show begins at 8 o'clock. We will have tickets. We'll tell you how to win here in just a little bit. Um, Victor Jakes so with us, uh, the three-time-a-week columnist for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. I, I, and I want to just ask you, um, I'm, I'm kind of doubling back a little bit. We got sidetracked with the uh, CCSD stuff. But um, I'm curious what you have found in the first two weeks, um, bills that have uh, uh, been put into the hopper, that have been filed, um, BDRs, uh, bill draft requests uh, that are now legislation, uh, the question is, will it pass? Uh, the, the the best stuff and, 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 and the worst stuff, what is it for you? Have, have you seen anything horribly egregious? Well, I think the things that I am uh, 